Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific stocks are trading substantially higher this morning following an overnight rally on Wall Street. Tokyo is up more than 2%, Seoul is up nearly as much, and Sydney is trading 1% higher. On the economic front, traders are watching out today for the latest trade figures from Japan and for unemployment data from Australia. Welcome to Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. The big story in the markets this morning is interest rates and what the largest U.S rate hike in 28 years means for stocks, bonds, oil prices and your finances. The U.S. Federal Reserve raised its key lending rate by 75 basis points overnight. That is three times larger than the Fed's standard increase. And it brings the federal funds rate to a trading range of one and a half to 1.75 percent. U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell is also leaving the door open to a similar rate hike at the Fed's next meeting in July, although he says he does not expect big moves after that. By the end of this year, the Fed expects its lending rate to reach about 3.5%. The decision to front-load rate hikes, and that is to raise them more sharply than usual right now, is a reaction to the latest inflation data, which shows that prices in the U.S. are rising at their fastest rate in four decades. Consumer prices in the U.S. jumped 8.6% in May as compared with a year earlier. One of the questions that economists and investors are considering now is the impact of the Fed's 75 basis point rate hike on the economy. Powell says that a soft landing in which the U.S. economy does not plunge into recession is still possible, but most analysts disagree. They think that the Fed's efforts to rein in rising prices will cause the U.S. and global economies to contract. U.S. markets rallied on the news overnight, although stocks certainly did not move in a straight line. At one point, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up nearly 650 points. At another, it was almost 150 points in the red. The Dow settled the day up 303 points for a gain of 1%. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ did even better. The tech-heavy NASDAQ index jumped 2.5%. Last night's gain in the S&P 500's first, it is the S&P 500's first positive performance in six sessions. So why would stocks rally when interest rates are rising faster than expected? After all, normally the opposite occurs. Well, simply put, the market's big losses on Monday and Tuesday had already baked in expectations of today's 75 basis point increases. Analysts warned, though, that last night's gains could be short-lived, given the extent to which inflation has seeped into the economy and how negative sentiment is unlikely to evaporate overnight. While stocks rallied overnight, oil prices fell. They dropped about three U.S. dollars per barrel. Brent crude trading just shy of 120 U.S. dollars per barrel. West Texas crude is selling for about 116. Traders sold off amid expectations that higher interest rates will put the brakes on global economic growth and reduce the demand for oil. The U.S. Federal Reserve, meanwhile, is not the only central bank assessing monetary policy this week. The Bank of England meets today and it is expected to announce a 75 basis point hike. If so, that will be the BOE's fifth straight increase and will bring its key lending rate to one and a quarter percent. The Bank of Japan, meanwhile, meets on Friday. In sharp contrast to the Fed, the BOJ has been dovish. 
As a result, the yen has fallen to its lowest level against the greenback in nearly 25 years. One US dollar currently buys 134 yen. Some analysts believe the yen's depreciation could put pressure on the BOJ to hike rates. Stay tuned. We'll consider continue to keep a lookout on that. Now, one more macroeconomic note before I turn to corporate news, and this comes from Beijing. China's industrial output last month, 0.7% as compared with a year earlier. That is faster than expected and could be a good sign for Chinese stocks. However, some analysts are sceptical. They point to lower electricity output. Economists at Nomura Holdings, for example, say China's economic fundamentals may be worse than the official data suggests. They note that the production of autos, cement, crude steel, power, smartphones in China, they're all down due to China's COVID-0 policy. An index of road freight is also about 20% lower than a year earlier. All right, it's time for corporate news. And for this, we turn to a game of Up or Down, the solitaire edition. You know how it's played. I name a company or an item in the news. And then we all figure out which way we think it's moving, up or down. So if you're ready, I'm going to kick off with the Chinese vaccine maker Sinovac. What do you think, up or down? Well, Sinovac is reportedly going to spend 10 million renminbi, that is 2 billion Singapore dollars, on new research. Sinovac's plans include opening an international headquarters and research facility right here in Singapore. So, on the back of that news, it's an up for me when it comes to Sinovac. Now, the research facility here in Singapore is going to develop vaccines for COVID-19 as well as severe hand, foot and mouth disease. Company officials say the research facility may be up and running within the next few months. All right. Next up is the Korean entertainment company, Hybe. Uh, you may not have heard of it, but you certainly know of its biggest client. It manages South Korean pop phenomenon BTS. So what do you think? Is it headed up or down? Well, members of BTS say they're going to focus on individual projects for a little while. And that led to a major sell-off of Hybe shares. It sank as much as 27% yesterday and lost $1.6 billion US dollars worth of market cap. Last up, the retail brokerage Robinhood. Despite the broader markets gains overnight, Robinhood shares finished in the red. They're now down 90% from their year high, and the company's cash on hand is actually worth more than its market cap. You never know, but I'd say that's a sign it shouldn't sink much further. One last note before I check in on the markets. Have you ever wanted to have lunch with Warren Buffett? Well, the 91-year-old Oracle of Omaha is planning his last annual luncheon and tickets are being auctioned off. So how much would you pay to dine with the investing legend? Well, the current bids have topped 3 million US dollars. It's not as if Buffett needs the money, but the multi-billionaire has pledged to donate 99% of his fortune to charity. This week, he announced another four billion US dollar giveaway with the funds being split between five foundations. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.